0: Guys and welcome back to Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my review for an initial watching of a film that, in all these years, I have actually never seen, and it's a 1958 or so film by Alfred Hitchcock called Vertigo. So I keep hearing about the films, and I recently wanted something to watch, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to cross it off my bucket list, watch it, see how it holds up, um, see how much it actually deals with Vertigo, what the film is all about, um, doing a minimal amount of research to stay as spoiler free as possible with that twist, um, I learned that it is actually considered one of Hitchcock's finest films. So I was like alright let's go into this, I want to see what it's all about, see how it holds up and take it from there. So now that i've seen it i'm actually about 95% glad that i did Um, overall the film is very well done the first thing that i noticed right off the bat was the quality of the film so watching it now it feels like it's right around that transition period where you had old films that look super grainy and dirty and noisy when you watch it versus newer films that are generally more clean cleaned up you don't have as much of that film noise that you see from older films or more poorly shot films so when i'm when you're watching this film like the first two thirds or so of it are very well done i want to say that's actually that feels like it's um mostly related to the film being shot during the day for the most part um there are a few alternating scenes during the night but those stand out as much but when we get into the end of the film in the last third to the last quarter of the film when it takes place more during more at nighttime is when it kind of starts to get a little bit more noisy but for me i don't think it's necessarily poor filming or film choicing i think it's just more that the film technology for evening shots was not necessarily there quite yet so when you're watching the film it feels like that noticeable degradation of film But I wouldn't actually put it past Hitchcock to kind of show that degradation of the mental state of the main um, actor guy, the policeman who retired, because in the beginning of the film, he's generally, well, he's not generally in a right state of mind, but we learn about his vertigo and fear of heights. And then he, so he retires from the police force and then he's pulled back in to investigate uh what his friend's wife is up to why she's acting the way she is and all of that so originally as you're going through the film it's set up nicely in such a way that you think that the policeman is just investigating his friend's uh, wife to find out why she's like if she's actually you know possessed with the spirit of her ancestor i guess her great grandmother or something like that find out what's going on um and then as he goes as she goes into the bell tower to try to commit suicide and ultimately does the policeman believes it so you would actually think the film would end there that the policeman who has vertigo um it happened to him twice and he has nothing or he has nothing to show for it he i guess finally goes into the hospital to have himself checked out because he can't go on living like that he has he's suffering from the guilt of um, what's happened to him twice one once for some uh, someone who was his friend and second for a lady who was falling in love with but the one thing that i wasn't quite sure to me was why his friend wanted to have his wife um, killed which I'm not so I don't know if he was like trying to uh, like she he was trying to hide um, his mistress from her or get her money or get some inheritance or something or unless I missed it in the film but in general I wasn't quite sure why he wanted to kill her off but I, but I did buy the whole premise that the policeman with vertigo was the perfect mark to commit the crime because he wouldn't actually be there to save his friend's wife and um get away with it and all of that stuff so that was all very well presented except for why he is why why he wanted to kill his wife so all in all i want to say a very good film it is worth the 92 or 93 percent rating it has on rotten tomatoes so very well rated in my opinion as well very well shot except for the you know degradation of film towards the end And then, of course, this film is supposedly credited with having created that tunnel vision look as they're looking down, as the policeman is looking down the bell tower to give the audience a sense of what it feels like to have vertigo. But um, there was a bit of trivia that I found kind of suspect, and I have to research a little bit more. That said, that the trivia about this film, the one of the film guys in Vertigo, having created that look is not true so i actually have to see who's right at this point but from what i can tell generally that um this film is credited that with that look so very well done to the point where it feels like this the whole um bell tower clock tower scene was the inspiration of the scene from the nine the tim burton batman the first one where batman is chasing um
1: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Jack Nicholson, the Joker, up the bell tower with Vicky Vale and all of that. So it felt like a kind. So that scene actually felt like a remix of this, where eventually we learned that the policeman's friend was up there and pushed his wife off the side. So while the joker didn't quite get to that point um having the joker fall off the side um was if memory serves was kind of a similar look and feel so throughout the or when we got to that point was it's been it was bugging me for a while until it finally hit me that that's kind of so the batman bell tower sequence felt like an homage to this scene in vertigo so while they didn't necessarily give us that same vertigo look and feel Probably just because it doesn't make sense in the Batman film, but it would have been nice um, to, I guess, in their way, by showing, by having Vicki Vale be dizzy, I guess, or just have everything, or give us a sense of height, kind of mimic that inspiration, but not quite copy it from Vertigo. So there's that as well as a personal take on that. But overall, I want to say it's a good film. It's like, I want to say it's about an hour and. Um, 45 minutes uh, long, but they make it feel like it's a two and a half hour movie. Um, to the point where some points were actually really slow, but I want to say that's also partly um, related to the filmmaking style of the time. Um, that it was very slow paced, you have a lot of uh, long, lingering shots, you have scenes that. They don't necessarily go on forever and ever and actually i take that back the film was two hours and eight minutes so make it about add about like 20 or 30 minutes to that and that's about how long the film feels but it's mostly because you have a lot of long lingering shots the first like 20 or 30 minutes are actually have little to no music in it so it's just conversation exposition um setting up shots and looks and feels of that era the people and all of that so you don't necessarily have um you know dramatic music or tension or you don't jump right into things to have music to set the mood they use the scenery and acting to do all of that so One of those credits to why I want to say this film is considered one of those better films of the time. So if you have not seen it yet, then I definitely recommend watching it. It does hold up as a good film. The main things that you're going to notice that stand out are the colors do feel a bit bit washed out now. um, Because it's what you're watching a film from, you know, 60 years ago or yeah, about 60 years ago now. Um, But it does feel like they could... Um, upscale it and do a a bit of color conversions to enhance the colors make it a little bit more sharper I don't know if they could fix the um, ending in the film that's in the night and all that maybe enhance the blacks a little bit and sharpen the color or sharpen the picture a little bit but you know, the first two thirds of the movie, especially the establishing shots in San Francisco as um, the policeman is driving and tailing the his friend's wife through the city, they can enhance those colors a little bit and all of that. But overall, the film holds up um, for me visually, aside from the colors. So, having the color sharpened a little bit would be nice, but on its own, it definitely holds up. So, um, that is all for this particular review. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, and all of that, um, check out past episodes. You can find all of that on the website at headphonesneal.reviews. I have links to all the social media networks that I'm on. So I'm still right now on Twitter, Counter Social, Mastodon, and PixelFed. So I am still testing all the Twitter alternatives. I'm so far I'm leaning towards Mastodon and Pixelfed. Mastodon being the Twitter um alternative and then pixel fed being the instagram alternative but i'm still cross posting all content to all places so whichever place at the moment if any one of them wins out i'll I'll be there i keep hearing things about um i think it's called hive but there's mixed takes on uh, what they can do and there's no last i heard and i actually have to verify this but i guess there's no desktop or um a uh, desktop website but you can visit it on the web so that's kind of strange but um that's neither here nor there um all links for social media subscriptions supporting the show and all of that can be found on the website at headsponesneal.reviews but thanks for tuning into this particular episode and until next time